Hey y'all, it's Jess. And it's Cass. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls. This week, we're moving along with Midnight Memories, and we're talking about Little White Lies, Better Than Words, and Why Don't We Go There. We hope you enjoy! Alright everybody, we're back with another podcast episode. Jess, how was your week? Oh my goodness, this week, as usual, was the same amount of exciting as any other good old week, right? Pretty much nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, same here. But I did indulge in something that is very heavy in pop culture right now. I watched the third movie in the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series. I've been seeing a lot of, like, memes about that on TikTok. Memes? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've not heard good things. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, what the only reason that I even, like, decided to watch it is because my friend-slash-college roommate, Sophia, sent me an entire Snap series of her reaction to watching it and how she was, like, so just repulsed by the idea that they were flinging around the idea of getting into Stanford so easily. And she's like, this is ridiculous. Like, college is so much more complicated than this. And they're just, like, making it so wishy-washy and so just, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, God. They do that in all of these movies. I'll let you continue, but a little sidetrack, because I know... Kind of with To All the Boys, another big Netflix rom-com goofy movie is The Kissing Booth. And they do the same thing. They just throw around going to Harvard. I'm like, what? It is not easy to get into these, like, big-name schools. I always feel like, especially to, like, Stanford seems to be the one that they, like, consistently. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Hannah Montana, because I've also been watching Hannah Montana. <laughs> Love that. And- I know, I don't think it was Stanford. I think they changed it to STAM with an M, Stanford. Um, But, like, it's in California. They, like, gave the same distance that it would be from L.A. Like, we know what they're talking about. So, to make it seem that both, like, Lily and Miley could get into Stanford, like, come on. And, like, the same with this. Like, we're supposed to believe that Noah Centineo's character was able to just, like, go to Stanford. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a good lacrosse player, but I don't know, like, <laughs> you have to have the brains, too. Yeah, I I don't know, and it kind of, it makes me think about, like, the the recent college scandal thing with, uh... Yeah. Uh, Lori Laughlin and her mm-hmm. husband and the kids, and it just is, like, people take that for granted so much. They do, and I feel like it... It almost makes it more ridiculous and more hurtful when you don't get into a school that, like, is so just, like, easy to get into on TV. I don't know if that makes sense. And I also feel like there's, like, a really negative stereotype, too, then, surrounding, like, state schools or community colleges. Because those, like, are never featured in mainstream, like, big-time TV shows or movies or anything like that. It's always, like, the main character always wants to go to Yale or always wants to go to Cornell or Stanford or just, like, NYU, UCLA, you name it, like, these big freaking schools that just put, like, little, like, state schools or little, like, private art colleges, like, to shame almost. It's annoying. 
Well, and even, like, can somebody just go to, like, a technical school? Like, a community college, even? Like, or even just go into a trade? Like, it's not that unheard of. Well, in the movie, um, I can't remember their names. I was not that invested in this. I literally <laughs> only watched it because, like I said, my friend, like, didn't tell me to watch it, but she put it in my head, and I was like, this is going to be a pop culture thing. I should watch it. Um, so I did. Um, anyway, but one of the characters, like, Laura Jean's best friend, who's kind of like the hippie of the group, I guess you could say, she was going to take a gap year. And she was given so much crap throughout the show for taking a gap year by, like, various different people. And, like, Laura Jean was supportive, but, like, she was also dismissive when she was like, well, if you don't get into Stanford, you should just come with me to Costa Rica. And Laura Jean was like, no. (laughs) I was like, but... There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, I think especially at such a young age when you're expected to have your whole life, like, know what you want to do for the next 40 to 60 years of your life, that's unheard of. That's just not, I don't want to say it's not fair, but it's just, it's not right. And so taking a gap year to kind of diversify yourself, like you said, she was what, going to Costa Rica? So, like, get more cultured and learn more things, and she might have a better idea of what she wants to do. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just think it's, like, really harmful to also put out the stereotype that if you don't go to college, like, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Because they there's just so that. many... They do! And, like, obviously, like, you and I both went to college. I... There is a lot of benefit in going to college, both personal growth wise as well as like intellectual growth but there's also a lot of growth opportunities in other avenues yep nothing wrong with it at all but since we're a rating podcast I guess what would you how was the movie overall how would you say it was rating wise it did what I needed it to do like it was just like a low-key rom-com and it had a happy ending and it was cheesy so I don't know like we do out of five right I'll give it a I'll give it like a three out of five like it didn't upset me I can see why it would upset some people um it didn't like drastically make me upset or anything it was just kind of like average yeah and I don't know if people were upset but I think people just kind of cringe at Noah now and so yeah. <laughs> he just kind of, and I think he was really cringy in that movie from what I saw and t- the TikToks and stuff, so. Well, all of the characters look super old now, too, and they were trying to portray these, like, 18-year-olds, and they're all, like, probably our age or older. Like, yeah, and you can't, can't do that. I mean, and I see so much now, it reminds me of, like, Grease and they're, how they're, like, you had these, like, 30 to 40-year-olds playing high schoolers. I never understood that. (laughs) Like, never. Even when I was a kid, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know the reasoning behind it, or if there is any certain reason, or if that's just how they cast it. Like, Sandy passed, I think, like, she still looked old, but she, like, was younger than the rest of them. But man, some of the greasers, I'm like, you look old. Oh, the guys all look to be at at least, like, 35. Kaniki, um, not no too old. <laughs> what was uh the one girl's name in it? Like not, she's kind of like the bad girl. Rizzo. Yeah, she also looks like yeah. ancient. Yeah, not their best 
move, but hey, I mean, it's a, it's gone down in history, I guess, the movie, so. I mean, it's a known fact that older people have a stronger voice and, like, can sing better. Like, that's a, a known, like, that thing. That is true. Maybe they did do it for the music. Because it is, like, it's not easy music. No, not at all. Especially some of those solos, like Sandy's song is, like, not easy to sing. Rizzo's song, not easy to sing. You have to have that power. And so maybe they just were like, well, we're going to, like, not deal with teenagers and the unreliability. Wow. The unreliability (laughs) that comes with that. um, And instead focus on, like, these older actors, which I can't blame them totally for. But surely they could have found a middle ground, like somebody in their 20s. Yeah, that's true. But enough about Greece. What is going on with you this week? Um, <laughs> kind of what you said, like, uh, not doing much of anything. <laughs> well, I mean, doing things, but doing the same things. Work, school, shoveling my car, <laughs> <laughs> trying to see my friends when I can. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, not a whole lot. But I guess since we're talking about shows and movies, I will update you all on what I have recently been watching, so... Oh my god, okay, so TikTok got me to want to watch A Thousand Pound Sisters, like, two (laughs) weeks ago, because I was seeing so many videos, and I was like, I'm I'm really not into TLC shows usually, but I was like, these two look funny, like, these two can hold the show, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch. I watched the whole first season in two days. Like, I mean, there was only, like, there's only, like, six episodes, but I finished that so quick. It was so funny. I was like, this is, uh, not for everybody, but I'm like, this, this is funny. So, watch that. Um, I started watching Freaks and Geeks on Hulu, because I was, I had heard so much about it, and, like, how it's kind of like a cult classic show, and it got canceled early and stuff, and everybody misses it, and it's kind of the starting show for, like, Seth Rogen and, uh, James Franco and all of them that are in it and, uh, young Jason Segel, uh, so cute, but, so that's been really good. I've really enjoyed that show. Well, it sounds like you have indulged in quite a few new appetizers, I guess. I don't know what else to call appetizers, them. Appetizers, wow, shows? <laughs> but, like, you, it don't, it doesn't seem like these are, like, long shows. Like, it's not, like, like a criminal mind yeah. that you're going to be watching for like mm-hmm. three years because you can't finish. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not good at those, as you know, because like Jess has been trying to get me to finish Criminal Minds for probably like six years now, like since we started college. Has it been six years? Yeah, and I am up through season ten, I think. So I've made good progress, but that's one of those shows I stop and start. Like, I have to come back to it. I have to be in a mood. Whereas I have, like, kind of like you with Grey's Anatomy, I have certain shows that I just, like, rewatch all the time. Like, I've started rewatching King of the Hill again, just because it's a good, like, I don't have to pay attention. I can just, it's a good background. It's just a happy, good show. So, I respect rewatching shows. Like, I do it literally all the time. I'm currently doing it with, like, three different shows right now. And I really want to watch Grey's Anatomy again. I'm trying to restrain myself, but I, we'll see. I've been thinking about it, starting that again, because I was like, <gasps> I, I know, I was like, because <laughs> if truly, you do, can we watch together? Because like the first four or five seasons, I think, are truly really good television. Like, 
very good show. I mean, it starts once, you know, they start killing off people, like, an insane amount, and they just, I don't know. I just think, like, writing-wise, the first couple seasons are really, really good. So I'm like, I could definitely watch those again. I feel like the first, like, five seasons get a lot of, this is going to be controversial, I feel like the first five seasons get a lot of, like, praise, and they're deserving of it, but people are so quick to say that, like, the last, like, five seasons, including the one that's going on currently, are so bad in comparison, but I'm like, they're just different. Like, there was really ridiculous stuff happening in the first five seasons, too. Oh, like, and that's not to... (laughs) That's not to say, the stuff that they come up with, like, that happens in these hospitals very rarely happen and happen so frequently. So it's, like, I, it's definitely not, uh, real life, I guess. But, plus, there's so much character change, so of course the story's gonna change. It's different people. Exactly. And I feel like they do a really good job of still maintaining the integrity of the show even though there's been so much, like, turnover over the last, like, decade or whatever. So, I don't know. I You know I'm very invested in the show, and I can't wait until next month when the series returns to live TV. But, um, I don't know. It's a lot. But, anyways, I think that kind of <laughs> wraps up our TV talk. Let's I agree. Let's into, jump into One Direction. And, oh, is this going to be a good episode? Because this has two... Like, one of my favorite songs and one of Jess's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, guys, and I am pumped. So first, we're going to be talking about Little White Lies, which is one of my favorite songs. Always has been. It surprised me. I, like, okay, so I've definitely obviously heard it, and I, like, listened to it. It's on one of my playlists. So I, I hear it, but I don't think I ever gave it the credit that it deserves. Like, it's a good freaking song. These types of songs, like this, I don't know how to describe it, but there's other songs that sound like this. And, like, Niall has a song that sounds like this solo-wise. And I just, like, these songs bang. Like, make me want to just sing at the top of my lungs and, like, bounce my head around. And I'm just like, this song just hits me differently. Plus, this beginning, this intro that Harry does, oh my god. It's, (laughs) I love it. Well, I love the crescendo into it, too, right at the beginning, because it, like, wakes you up, like, hey, this is going to be an in-your-face song, and then Mm -hmm. it, like, jumps right into the chorus. Like, obviously, it's not the full chorus right away, but it gives you that little snippet of what you can expect from the rest, and then it takes a step back once it enters that first verse, and it's so powerful, and it's something they've not done before. They've not had that structure yet, and I just think it's really great. I agree. This is kind of a different song for them just like something we haven't seen yet and uh, I just I love it so much and we have to point out this is uh, a Liam Louie song Louie actually wrote all three of these songs or had part in writing all three of these songs and I just have to like say again Louie carried One Direction like secretly oh my god we love him oh not even secretly like I feel like he made it known but People just weren't willing to pay as much attention to him because he was, like, the older, like, one of the group. I don't know if that makes sense. 
And, like, I saw a TikTok the other day. Sorry we bring up TikTok consistently, but that's what's big <laughs> right now. That said that every song for One Direction that Harry wrote, like, hit hard and was really good. And I was like, I have never disagreed with something more. I was like, Louis the one who writes the bangers for One Direction. <laughs> I honestly don't think I knew of any song written by Harry for One Direction, except for Happily. And we haven't liked his. No, we haven't. Like, consistently, they've been in our lower, like, percentile. So, but yeah, so we love Louis' writing. However, Louis' writing is also questionable, because that's one thing about this that I'm like, I don't want to look at the lyrics of this, because this one, of course, comes off a little predatory, a little, like, mm, a little misogynistic, I guess. But I see it as... So on Spotify, I have a playlist like this, and I know other people do, who have like a forget about feminism for a moment, and let's just focus on how banger these songs are. Kind of like 303 songs and some Kesha song, you know, ones like that, that's like feminism who? And this just fits that. Like, we're just going to forget about the things that they're saying for a moment and just enjoy the song. Yeah, and... Also, I can definitely see where the predatory, like, language comes in, but I don't feel like it's as strong as the one that I thought was more predatory last week. No, it's not, like, Little Black Dress, for sure. No, it's not, because this one, like, seems more consensual. It seems like there's, like, a flirtation going on between them, where the guy is, like, yeah, like, let's take it to that next level, and the girl's kind of, like, teasing, well, I don't know, like... Let's just have fun and see where it goes. But, like, in the back of our head, she's, like, wanting the same thing. I do agree that this was definitely a little bit more of a consensual song. The one line, though, that I was, like, hmm, that, like, really made me be, like, okay, maybe this isn't the best. But it's the pre-chorus that Niall sings that says, I know what you want, and I've been waiting so long. She's, like, do you know what I want? But I I don't care. I love this song, so... (laughs) Okay, that that's a fair, like, argument, but there's other lines, too, that show that the girl is putting forth the effort to, like, show the guy what she wants. So, like, with your hands touching me, they're touching me, and your eyes keep saying things. They're saying what we do when it's only me and you, and I can't concentrate. So, it's like, she's also putting forth actions here. Like, she is making what she wants known. And I I agree with that. Sorry, I just saw something on Genius, and this is actually kind of cool. So the structure of the song in verse 2 that Zane sings, Backseat of the cab, we're in the cab, my lips getting so attached, they're so attached, is very similar to Up All Night, where it's Katy Perry's on replay, she's on replay, DJ got the floor to shake, the floor to shake. Oh, I would have never thought like that. That's amazing. But see, I, when I saw the backseat of the cab, I was like, this sounds like, uh, shoot, what's, oh, somebody else said it. It's right here. Similar to Temporary Fix. Well, they're talking about being in the cab and, uh, feeling you on my neck while we're calling a taxi, climbing over me while we climb in the backseat. That's what that line reminded me of. I was like, oh, we're getting a little pre to Temporary Fix. I genuinely cannot sing Temporary Fix. Like, I can't think of the melody right now. But those lyrics sounded familiar, so that's exciting. Um, um, Harry yeah. sings them, and they're... 
I haven't listened to Made in the AM in a minute, but I'm... That's I've been so trying... sad. Okay, but I've been holding out because I want to experience it for the first time when we do the podcast. So then it's like a reawakening, if that makes sense. Okay, that's... I get that. I just, like, every day in the shower, I have to listen to the bridge of Walking in the Wind so I can like, <laughs> pull out blast. But, um, anyways, back to Little White Lies. Oh, the band sounded really good in this song. They did. I, that was actually one of my comments, too, is, once again, this has, like, obviously a very heavy rock influence to it, which we stan, we love. But the band is so dynamic throughout the entire thing. Like, how I mentioned they like do that crescendo leading into that first like intro is just incredible and they do that throughout the whole piece and there's like a lot of like big climactic moments throughout this but then there's also a lot of slowdown moments like especially with the yes. bridge is what I'm thinking of with Zane on the bridge it gets it, it like fizzles into it where it, it like starts kind of like at the same pace and same tempo, but at the end, it's kind of like, or in the middle of the bridge, it's like slow for a second, but then it like gets back up, so we're ready for that big like finale. And like what you were saying about how it's such a dynamic song, with the slowing and the uh, speeding up the pace of the song, I think even just like volume wise, they kind of do it too. Like what you said with the beginning, how they start off kind of building into this big intro. And I, throughout the song, kind of like how it slows down, it gets softer, too. And yeah, this is just such a dynamic song. It really is. And I just think all of the guys sound really great on it. So it just fully, like, comes together so well, which, as we've talked about so many times, like, whenever they use autotune or whenever they don't fully sound like themselves, it can like take away the quality and like our appreciation for the song but in this one I didn't really notice that with any of the guys mm-hmm. this is just I love this song I also love how the two pre-choruses like they have similar vibes but they're different and I like that a lot because I think it just adds like an extra level to it um and it doesn't hurt that Niall sings both of them Oh my god, Niall, when he says everything else just fades away, I love that fade away, like, how he sings that. Oh, it's so good. Well, alternatively, I actually like his second pre-chorus better when it says, and I've been waiting so long, because live, he would, like, do a little, like, oh my god, yes. dip with his voice to change the, mm-hmm. he, it wasn't the key, but he would, like, He'd, do like, a different rasp note. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different note than the recorded version, and it was always just, ooh, sultry and beautiful. I forgot that they sang this song live, and you just brought back, like, the flood of memories of this song live, and wow. This song live? Wow. Amazing. This was one I remember I always looked forward to live, too, because I, like I said, this was one of my, like... I know Story of My Life was definitely, like, my number one overall One Direction song, but Little White Lies was, like, so close in second. I loved it so much. You really did like this song. I am sad that I didn't realize how good of a song this was until, like, now. Not saying that I didn't like it, but there is a difference. Well, and like I said, there's something about how this song is set up and, like, how it's made musically that I just really like, because there's other songs that are kind of similar to this that I really, really like. There's just something about, like, the speed of it and the beat that I just, like, I don't know, it clicks with me. Like, it just, 
I like those types of songs a lot. I also feel like it's one of their most genuine rock songs that they've had. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is, like, pop rock. And this feels more rock than pop. Yeah. Yeah, because this album, they definitely... I mean, this is, like, their rock album. And they definitely dive into it. But this one is for sure the probably most, like, steadfast rock song that they have. Yeah, I agree. This and, like, Midnight Memories, I think, are pretty equal for that. They they both take it to that level. I agree. But that's all I had for this song. I don't know if you have anything else. I don't, really. I think that's it. I'm ready to rate. Alright, so this one I was super struggling with, because I'm going to be honest, I wanted to give it a 5. I wanted to give it a 5 so bad. But Why just, didn't you? Because I, I don't know, maybe I should have, I don't know. There's just, I, I think looking at the lyrics, I kind of, it, it knocked it down a half point, so I gave it a 4.5. Okay, that's fair. Like, that's genuinely fair. I also gave it a four and a half, uh, but I was not going to give it a five. Like, it wasn't on that level for me, but. And I think when I looked at how I ranked it, too, I was like, mm, I don't know if I can I can do that. So, four and a half. I'm looking forward to see where you put it in your ranking. We actually put it in the exact same spot, so. Did we really? Oh my gosh, we never do that anymore. I'm shook. But anyways, so you said you gave it a four and a half too? Yeah, I did. Okay, then let's move along to now Jess's favorite, one of her favorite songs. Or so I thought. I don't know. Okay, here's my thing. Here is my thing. It definitely was probably in my top ten favorites back in the day. And also, I still... we're, we're talking about better than words. Sorry, we never said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is better. Wow. Oh, yeah, it is better than words. Thanks for uh, saying that. <laughs> but um, this song just is not at the same level as some of my other favorite songs this go around, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, how come? Well, okay, wait. First, let's do the broad Liam and Louie wrote this song. This is one that Liam has talked about, how they wrote it. This is, And we talked about it last week, too, about how he said that they were high, and then they just started naming off different songs. And that's what the verses to this song are, just different song names. But we'll get into that in a second. Now you can continue your why. Well, before I get into the why, I just want to comment on how the song was made. This song feels like it was made like that. Yeah, it does. But I honestly, I have to be real. I like the how they did the verses, how it's just a whole bunch of song titles. Because that's it's kind of clever to me. Oh, it's so clever. I think it's brilliant. I think the lyrics of this song, brilliant. The thing that like was lacking for me this go-around was the musicality of it. Yes, that's true. It is, it's very much them and not much background. Yeah, I agree with that. And it also, like, I don't know if it's because they're essentially just listing words, but there's no, like, real, like, super singing to it. It's almost like they're just speaking it with a tune. Well, and especially when you listen to Little White Lies and then you listen to this, this is very stagnant. 
it's very it clever lyrically, but yeah, musically it's it's stagnant. It's not dynamic. It's kind of not repetitive lyrically, but repetitive with. I mean, there's there's no change. There's no build. There's no key change. There's no anything that like makes me be like, oh, that's interesting. It's just very flat the the entire way through, and like. I agree with you that the lyrics are amazing. Like, if we were basing this just on lyrics, it would be super high. And I actually was reading, like, all of the different songs that they included in the lyrics. And I was like, man, like, that's so good. Like, they took things from a bunch of different, like, well, well here, genres let's just, and everything. Let's just go through one. So, verse one, it starts, it's better than words, obviously the name of this song. More than a feeling, a Boston song. Crazy in Love, Beyonce, Dancing on the Ceiling, Lionel Richie, Every Time We Touch, Cascada, I'm All Shook Up, Elvis Presley, You Make Me Wanna by Usher, uh, How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, and then Baby, uh, I guess Justin Bieber, but I also think they might have just said Baby. (laughs) I also think it could have just been, I don't think, well, I don't know, Niall was a big Biebs fan. But, and then they do that with the second verse as well, but I won't go through that. You guys can do that on your own. But I just, it is very cool, but yeah. it If the lyrics didn't make up for it, and they I they also kind of make up for it with the little sound effects they make, like the ooze, and of course the tss that Niall does. And... Well, I also think that this song was one of their first that was so blatantly sexual on stage, too. Oh my god, this song live, huh? If you have never it was experienced, else. <laughs> if you've never experienced One Direction live, I I just ask that you look up a live version of this song because this this is it. This is the this is I, it. I vividly remember it so well that I remember like the background that had like the wolves and the owl that would pull up. They were like black and white, and I mean this is so memorable live. It is truly, like, so good. And all of the boys always, like, loved doing this song. You could tell that they had had fun writing this and, like, performing and recording. Like, you could tell that this was something they were proud of based on how they performed it. Well, and of course, we have to talk about Niall's little performance. Oh. (laughs) That was uh, (laughs) how you got everybody to scream. So, let's see. What are the words? That he does. Um, you make me wanna yes. one more. Yes, so it's the, his, his line there is, best I ever had, hips don't lie, you make me wanna, and then he goes, Tss, and he would like rub his crotch, and then he goes one more night. And it was just like, girls gone wild. Well, we've never seen them do that before. And then, especially Niall, who is, like, kind of pinned as being, like, the innocent, like, kind of goofy and, like, immature one. Mm-hmm. It was just, mm, as a Niall girl, I just was blown away. <laughs> okay, I know how you were saying that the song lacks build, but I actually made a note that the one place that there is, I think, is the bridge. And I really enjoy it, because it's Her- Louis and Harry, and again, we don't hear them sing together very much. So Louie goes, like, everyone tries, and then Harry does a background, they try, and they kind of do this back and forth, and then they build, and then they sing together. And I really liked that, how they did that. 
I will agree with you. I think that's the only time that the song feels like a song instead of... I, I don't even know what to, like, compare this to. It, like, just, like, almost, like, poetry in a way, if that makes sense. Or just, like, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but I agree with you that that was probably the only space in the song that there was build and, like, just general, like, good music. But yeah, I I never really noticed that, but you're right. There is a very stagnant feature to this song. And that's, and like, I still love the song. I'm not going to take away from that. And even my rating of this, even though the song is ranked kind of low and we'll get to it, it still like has a high rating, which means like overall in all of One Direction's discography, it still like has a very high value for me. Well, and I think it's also just, like, if if they didn't do this song live and this song wasn't what it was live, it definitely wouldn't be as high in my mind as it is. But there's just so many good memories with this song, too. That's a really good point. I think this song would have been forgettable. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they played this song up a lot. We, as fans, always really liked this song. And so it... If it didn't have the backing that it did, it definitely would have fell through the cracks. I agree. All of this said, I do think it fits really nicely on the Midnight Memories album, and I don't think that there would be another album that they have that this song would have made sense for. I agree 100%, because I I did make a note that on this song, this is very Midnight Memories sound. Like, even though the band isn't as big on this song, it's still very rock-esque and... I agree. This was the perfect placement, album placement for this song. Well, it also, like, gives a strong diversity to, like, the other songs on the album, and it gives kind of, like, a breath, like, right after Little White Lies and then going into, like, the final couple songs on the album, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is about the last... I mean, I take that back, because we have a live still, but this is one of the last big rock songs Oh, I forgot a live is coming. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about that. Ooh, girl. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think this song is well-placed, for sure. But that's all I had on this song, actually. Me too. I just... Yeah, this song has many good memories, like you said. So, with that, I gave it a four and a half. Which Ooh. I'm wondering if maybe that's too high after our conversation. But I, you know what? No, because this is such a good nostalgic song. That Stick I'm gonna, to your guns. Yeah. Don't let me influence you. Four and a half. Uh, I gave it a four. So that's surprising. Because I definitely I thought know. this might be a five for you. <laughs> well, honestly, I went into today thinking it was going to be a five because I think back when it came out and even like probably within the last like two or three years it would have been but I think maybe it's just like in the headspace I've been in this week I feel like I'm just getting so exhausted with lockdown and everything but Mm -hmm. I was just like not vibing with this today I was like I'm not in the mood and so it it got a four interesting well maybe you can go back to it another time and you'll feel better about it or maybe you won't maybe this was a nice awakening to Because that's the one nice thing about this is 
I find new songs that, like, has slipped through the cracks for me. And one big one that I'm noticing is Diana. Like, I never gave Diana the time of day that it deserved. And I'm just still shook at the fact at how high it is on my list. Oh, girl, same. I Because I was debating where to put this song in my ranking. And obviously we'll get to that near the end. But I was... Like, contemplating, does this deserve to be above Diana? And I was like, no, it doesn't. Diana's a better song. It, like, has better music to it. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, moving on to Why Don't We Go There. Oh, boy. Which, um, <laughs> Louis wrote this one without Liam. This was just Louis and then, like, the two or three other guys that helped them out throughout the whole album. But... The way that I I categorized this song was it's a forgotten pop jam. Because this one is definitely more poppy than the rest. Oh, 100%. I actually, the biggest note that I have on this song is that it doesn't fit Midnight Memories to me. I feel like it's much more, I don't necessarily know if it needs to go all the way back to Up All Night, but I think Take Me Home. (laughs) Well, there is a lot of auto-tune on it, though. I, I guess to me, I think of... Um, I don't think anything could go back to Up All Night in my brain just because we have the band now. And definitely could go back to Take Me Home because I agree that this is... It works, I think, on Midnight Memories for me enough. It fits more than other songs, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's starting to get questionable and I think it could have been on Take Me Home. I definitely feel like it was like a Take Me Home song. There was actually... I don't have an exact note of it, but I thought it reminded me of a song from Take Me Home. What song was that? I'm trying to think. (laughs) Okay. Well, why you think? Um, I have to say, some of these lyrics make me laugh. Like, so in Liam's second verse, it's skydive you and I with just these clothes. And, like, I know they're saying they're just, like, gonna jump into this relationship or whatever they're doing like or just jump in it doesn't even have to be about a relationship I think it could just be you know taking risks in life generally but that that line skydive you and I with just these clothes just kind of makes me laugh yeah yeah the lyrics are something (laughs) I actually kind of like them though that was like maybe the one redeeming thing for me was the lyrics to be quite honest yeah no I think it's I think it's kind of a clever song, and I enjoyed it, and like I said, it's kind of a forgotten song, and I, I enjoyed listening to it, but there really wasn't much pull to it, and I'm like, I kind of get why it's a forgotten song, because it just kind of, it doesn't stand out in any way, you know? It just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. I think it... Well, it's also the placement on the album, too. I think, like, it's so low that unless you're, like, making an effort to listen to the album all the way through, or unless you picked it out one of your first times going through the album and decided, hey, I'm gonna like this song, then you're probably not returning to it. And I also don't think they did it live, did they? I don't think so. But you're right. Like, if they had switched, let's say, like, Happily and the song, it might have ended up a little different. But yeah, they put it so far at the end... I think it's so funny you chose happily because these two are right next to each other for me in their <laughs> ranking. So well, just I don't one, think it would have made a difference for me if well, they switched those. Just like kind of strong happily right now. I kind of clump those ones together. They're kind of in that middle of the album. And 
Yeah, this one is a little far down. Um, I remember I actually thought that this song was a nice mix between Magic and Over Again from Take Me Home. Magic. Oh, Over Again? How is this, like, Over Again? Just, like, a combination of the two. It has a very similar vibe to Over Again, I feel like, but it um, it has, like, the tempo of Magic. I don't know. Okay. Magic... You- Obviously disagree. Over Again, I don't see that at all. Because Over Again is a a slower song. Yeah, but this isn't exactly, like, fast. Yes, it is. The chorus. I don't Because it's... Yeah, it is. Because... I don't know. I see it as fast. But we don't have to agree. Agree to disagree. Yeah. But, like, definitely magic. Like, you can see magic. Yeah. I just overall definitely... A take me home type song because there's and I've seen TikToks about this too of people who are like this song belongs on this album but this song but like kind of switching them around and I wonder if we like sat down and thought about it and laid it out how what ones we would switch I'm literally picturing us sitting at my dining room table right I now know. like like a I notebook know. out and like okay put oh, this no. one here this one here no, I'm talking like we wrote every One Direction song title down on like a little scrap of paper and like moved them around my yeah. table. Kind of like how people do when they're like making wedding tables, you know? For- yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Like little like triangles and like pa- this one goes here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing right now. I feel like that's a fun activity we should do someday. Love that. Whenever we get to see each other again. <laughs> God, COVID needs to end. I just, like, I'm done. But yes. But that, I didn't have much on this song because it is just like a, I don't know. This song didn't make me want to try to think about it too much, you know? Like, there wasn't much (laughs) to it. That sounds bad, but I'm like, I'm not that interested in this song overall. It's not bad. I don't think there's many, I don't think we're really going to have any bad songs anymore. Like, we're past that. But it's not memorable in any way. I will say, probably the worst part of this song for me was Niall's solo on the bridge. I thought the bridge just was god-awful. And I feel like the bridge has to be so good, because I feel like that is, like, what usually calls me to a song. And so the fact that this was, like, so bad to me, like, I feel like Why didn't you like it? Why? I just didn't like it. I don't know. Like, one, first of all, Niall has some epic auto-tune going on on this song. Um, So I think that was part of it. But it was also, like, I don't, I'm not going to sing it, but, like, it just sounds ridiculous. It just I always kind of, see, I always liked the end of this song the most. I liked the bridge and the chorus. But I, he is very auto-tuned, and it is kind of sad, because he would have killed this. Like, especially now if he's saying this, he would absolutely murder this part. Like, he's really good at it. And so that kind of sucks. But speaking of Niall, while we're talking about him, I did have one more thing I wanted to say, actually. I forgot. The chorus, where it's the let's take a ride, and he does a little let's take a ride, like, repetitive part. I was looking forward to that the entire song, because I knew it was coming, and I was like, that's my favorite part of the whole song. That, I I agree with you. That was a nice little surprise, they, a nice little moment. 
They sang the song live, didn't we? Didn't didn't we? Wow. Didn't they? (laughs) We just said they didn't. I don't know if they did or not. I don't remember if they did. Uh, See, now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe they did. Because that Let's Take a Ride. Like, I have... I feel like that was... I know it's in the song, but I feel like in my brain I'm thinking of a live performance. I genuinely can't tell you because this song literally has no space in my brain from any time <laughs> past today. Um, but further reason why I dislike the bridge so much, I think, too, is because the the chorus is slower. Like, it's it's very... It, I guess it's not slow. Maybe that's not the right word. And maybe that's why you and I are differing on the over-again stance. Yeah. But But I do think that it has that same, like tone to it I guess you could say as almost a ballad just the chorus no other part of it but the chorus and I think that's why I dislike the bridge so much is because it like just transitions so fast to being like bah, da, 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 da. and I'm like whoa where'd that come from like that's not the same like wh- wh- how did we jump to that if that makes sense I agree okay so I'm <laughs> Oh my god, One Direction came to Milwaukee? Wow, I'm shook. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the set list from the concert that we went to. And they did not sing this song. I didn't think so. Like, I feel like most of the songs they sang live, I have a pretty good memory of. Okay, I have to... Since we were talking about Little White Lies earlier, Little White Lies was so good live. It was in the encore, and it was the second to last song that they sang. What was the last? Best song ever. Oh, that fits. (laughs) Wait, we... Did they open with Diana then? Is that what they opened with for this tour? This can't be right. How... Hold on. Hold on. This... Do we want to do this now? I don't know. On the Road Again Tour, Soldier Field, Chicago, August 23rd, 2015. That's... We would have been in college at that point. No. That's not the right... On the Road Again was made in the AMs tour. It was. Okay, I didn't know... Where We Are is where what this one was called. Yes, but did we... We saw that, though, right? Sorry. Yeah, we saw it in indie. But we saw this. But you're right. We saw it in indie. We didn't see it in Chicago. No, the Where We Are tour is the one we went back to back. Got you. All right. So let's rate this song. Yes. Um, I gave this a nice solid three. Okay, that makes sense. I gave it a three and a half, and I think the only thing that bumped it up that half point was uh, that last chorus and the harmonies in the last chorus that they do. I think that's fair. I also want to, like, make known, like, obviously I've had songs that have been, like, twos and two and a halves, so this clearly is, like, just very average to me. Like, it's not a bad song. Well, it's just not my favorite. <laughs> exactly. And like we said, I don't think we're going to get any bad songs anymore. So when we're rating these at like a three, that doesn't mean it's a bad song. Don't get your panties in Cass, a wad. Cass, be careful what you say. I know. I know I, what's coming up. <laughs> I know. Okay, we have one more bad song and then that's it. I also think there's one on four that I don't like, but I can't remember which one it is. We'll see. There is one I think that you don't like on four, but... 
We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, are we ready then to completely rate our list so far? Rank? Yes, let's get into our rankings. You can uh, go first. I can go. Oh, okay. I was going to suggest I go first. Number 15 is Why Don't We Go There? <laughs> uh, number 14 is Happily. I told you they were right back to back. I actually struggled to decide which one was going to go where. Um, 13 is Something Great. 12 is a little black dress. 11 is you and I. 10 is right now. 9 is midnight memories. 8 is better than words. 7, through the dark. 6, strong. 5, Diana. 4, little white lies. 3, don't forget where you belong. 2, best song ever. And number 1, story of my life. That's pretty good. I have no qualms. Excellent. <laughs> Not that it matters, but um, so mine, 15 is Little Black Dress, 14 is Happily, 13, You and I, 12, Why Don't We Go There, which I really debated on maybe putting that below You and I, but I don't know, we'll see. Um, 11, Midnight Memories, 10, Right Now, 9, Don't Forget Where You Belong, 8, Something Great, 7, Strong, Six, Diana. Five, Better Than Words. Four, Little White Lies. Three, Through the Dark. Two, Best Song Ever. And one, Story of My Life. And I also couldn't debate which... I, I couldn't figure out if I wanted Little White Lies at a three and Through the Dark is four or f the way I have it. So right now, Through the Dark is above just because of all the nostalgia, I feel like. But I love Little White Lies, so I don't know. Maybe next week it'll be flipped. <laughs> Okay, I have two quick little comments. The first one is, I can't believe that something great is so high up on your list. I know. When I said that, I was like, why do I have that so high? I need to listen to that again, because I truly don't know why it's that high. I don't either. Like, I'm, like, actually shook looking at your list right now and the fact that it's number eight, <laughs> which is my equivalent to better than words, which is my other comment. I'm absolutely shocked that you have better than words above strong. I do, I do like better than words more than strong. I think that okay. that I'm I know for sure because again I love strong. You know I love strong, but better than words is just like too much fun. Like I can't not. And that's fair. Strong just like used to be like your like I go know. to. So. Uh, now you're making me question everything. Don't question <laughs> things. Stick to your guns. How many times do I have to say it? I'm not good at that. But anyways, um, I, again, don't have any boy updates because they're not doing anything. The boys are literally just like hiding in a corner somewhere and it's making me very sad. Which is completely fine. They can do that. I, I, I think I said this last week, but I'm going to reiterate. I don't know where any of them are located in the world right now, either. Like, I have no idea if they're in the UK, in the US, in Australia. I feel like Niall's always in Australia. So I have no idea where they're quarantining, but I'd be interested to know, I guess. Yeah, I hope they're just having fun, whatever they're doing. Do you think, okay, I'm sorry, I have a question. Do you think that Liam and Louie have seen their kids much through this time, or do you think that they, like, haven't? I don't know. I, Louie has been very, very quiet, so I feel like maybe he does. And I, that's not to say that Liam doesn't, because I'm sure he does too. 
but I don't know. That's a good question. They have kids. Wow. I know. I, oh my god, around, I, I still, like, will never forget when Louis was announced to be having a child and how that just was the scandal that shook the fandom. Oh my god. Okay, so sorry, sorry. This is completely off topic, but I looked, I finally found the set list when we were in Chicago, Soldier Field, Where We Are Tour. They did sing Why Don't We Go There. I knew they did. They did? Yes. Where was it in their set list, though? Right before Rock Me. It was oh, number see, that's, four. That's why I don't remember it, because Homegirl's <laughs> brain was not focused on that. She was like, they sang it, and then everything that had happened before Rock Me just was gone. Yeah, it was the fourth one that they sang. Ooh. I That makes me feel better, because I was like, I swear to God, they did. Honestly, I actually used to think that Rock Me was a part of the Midnight Memories album, and I think it was because of that tour, because it was one of their obscure Take Me Home songs that wasn't, like, one of their singles that they yeah, kept for the tour. That's that's one that definitely could have been flip-flopped. Oh, for sure. But at the same time, I think it introduced Rock early, just to, as, like, to test the waters, in a way, to see, are the fans going to like a more mature-sounding group? And That's true. obviously we did because we took ownership of Rock Me massively. That's true. But. Wow. What a I have good nothing. concert. Sorry. I'm just like looking at the set list. I'm like, wow, that was a good concert. You should send it to me so I can see it after this. I will do that. Anyways. Yes. The babies, big scandal. Especially Louie's. <laughs> I would say Liam's was like after the fact. So I don't think any of us cared as much. Nah, and, like, I don't know. He was also dating her when they got pregnant. Yeah, exactly. That's It's kind of like with Zayn and Gigi. Like, it wasn't too unexpected. But they were, like, off, I thought, when she got pregnant. Like, I didn't know that they were publicly dating again, because they were always so back and forth. Mm, so That's true. I think I was like, what? They're back together? I was thrilled, because you know how I feel about Zayn and Gigi. Yeah. But... But, oh my god, I can't wait for that child to get older and just have, like, <laughs> the best bone structure on the planet. <laughs> it's gonna be one very pretty child. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. This one was kind of all over the place. <laughs> so, apologies for that. But, if you did enjoy this, follow us on our social media channels. We are at Pod. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those. We also have that Facebook group. Um, if you want to get to know us, get to know other people, feel free to join in on that and let us know what you thought. Yes, another great way to let us know what you thought is through our review section. If you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it as it helps us with our ranking in the algorithm on podcasts, as well as gives us some very valuable feedback about what you're liking, what you're not liking, and how we can improve. So be sure to do that if you enjoyed today's podcast or if you had something you did not enjoy. We would like to hear that too in a respectful way. Yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.